Welcome to What You Say in English, the podcast where you can get feedback on your speaking skills. Just send your recording, and Frank will tell you what you're doing great and where you probably need to improve on. What are you waiting for? We want to hear what you say in English. Hi everyone, and welcome to the year 2021. I am so sorry that I haven't been able to upload any episode during the course of this month. I have to apologize because I have a very good excuse.、Uh, I got as a present for Christmas. I got this incredible, very basic but incredible mixer that I'm actually using right now, and I I got the whole set. I mean, I got the microphone, I had I got the headphones, and all the cables and everything. But the problem was that I didn't know how to、uh, plug the whole thing to the computer, so I had to call a friend, and he gave me a crash course. A crash course is a very fast, simple course on how to、um, connect everything to the computer. So I got myself another software.、Uh, I used to do everything with Audacity, and so far has been it has been great. But、um, with this new professional、um, software that I bought myself, and、uh, the the mixer and the microphone and everything.、Um, Maybe you don't notice the quality because before I used to edit everything with、um, you know the software and and it sounded pretty good,、uh, but this this time I'm I do less uh, um, less uh, less changes. I mean fewer changes. I, I I just have to concentrate on speaking and I I, I make some few adjustments and then that's it.、Um, the the episode will be on and.、Um, Yeah, so it's been a, a learning curve this、uh, this whole month, but here I am. So <laughs> I'm here with you again and offering you all the things that I love doing, which is you know、uh, listening to you、uh, to what you say in English and give you my constructive feedback.、Uh, in this episode, I have it's going to be very short. I'm I'm, I'm we'll get, we're going to keep it simple for this one, and then as we will move along with the future episodes, we'll、uh, I promise that we will have more you know substance. But this in today's episode we. Have a speaker from I I don't remember I I gotta check my notes let me see she's from Asia and she did、uh, one of the speaking tests that I、uh, designed that I created online she logged in she used the the code that I sent her and she answered all the questions but I'm going to be using the.、Uh, Long term. I mean, it's a、uh, IELTS Part Two.、Um, I will give the details later. But she basically spoke for two minutes, and in those two minutes, she gave us a lot of incredible things, very good things. But at the same time, things that I know that she can improve because、uh, on the things that she did really, really well, she did very well. And I'm, I know that, and I'm happy. Uh, because I know that she can improve on on the things that the tiny little things that she she needs to improve on, but without further ado, before we get into the matter,、uh, we, before we get into the the whole thing of giving my feedback, let's take a listen to our sponsor. How long have you been preparing for your IELTS exam and still don't know how to improve? Take IELTS dot net takes your exam preparation a step further. By mixing real-life mock exams with full reports on your performance, written by real IELTS examiners, 
More than 53,000 test takers have benefited from a recognized and trusted mock exam with high reliability and high quality standards. Save 10% in your next order with what you say in English. Go to takeielts.net and use the code WISE, that's W-Y-S-E, during checkout. So continuing with our special guest today, her name is Chamchari Upatong, and she comes from Thailand. Uh, the wonderful that that's a wonderful place and i would love to visit one day i promise i will when all of this um you know finishes you know the whole pandemic situation um so the card that she had to read from the online test she had to describe an interesting story that she heard or read about in the news um she should say um when uh, she heard or read about the story, what the story was about, and why the story was in the news, and finally explain why she thought the story was interesting. So remember that in part two, you're given one minute to um, prepare what you have to say after you uh, jot down a few ideas and you organize what you want to say. Uh, you come, you know, you'll have to speak for two minutes until the examiner uh, says thank you. Uh, so this is uh, this is what uh, Chamchuri said. The story that uh, that interested me is uh, there were a football team consists of about six. Oh, uh, sorry, about 10 children and one coach. They uh, went to a cave uh, because they would like to have some kind of relaxing time after their, uh, their practice. And uh, they went inside together and then they could not come out. They were trapped in that cave for about 10 days. Um, during that period of time, their parents were worried a lot. And this story became world, worldwide. And uh, many nations would like to help them out from the cave. So you could see a lot of people gathered in front of that cave, waiting for them to come out. And uh, uh, many groups try to help them. Uh, uh, finally, um, they can, they could come out uh, by the help of international uh, team. Well, that was a wonderful response, uh, Chamchiri. Um, it was very good. There are a lot of good things that I can tell you about how you used your English. I'm very happy that she took part in this uh, uh, mini project that I created, you know, like an online IELTS speaking test. 
I know it's a little bit impersonal because you have to record your voice and you basically listen to pre-recorded questions, but I think it's a great way of practicing, especially because you have to control your time. You have to, in this case, for example, she had two minutes to give her response. So let's get, uh, let's get down to business and let's analyze what she did incredibly well and what she need to improve on. That there are very there are very few things that she needs to improve. Let's let's begin with the grammar. I think um, there are a lot of positive things that I can say about her. For example, she can use complex sentences. For example, relative clauses like when she began the story, she said the story that interested me. So the use of that uh, to relate to things. Uh, it's a it's a it's an example of a complex structure. And remember that complex structures are uh, studied at B2 level. So when a student gets to a B2 level, they start being confident, feeling confident about uh, complex structures. And uh, as you go along, I mean, as you, uh, you know, uh, improve in your English, you should be able to control uh, uh, complex structures a lot better. Now, uh, she used different kinds of, you know, complex sentences, not only the ones that have relative clauses, but, you know, other complex structures as well. I mean, especially when she had to deal with the narrative tenses, like controlling the different tenses uh, when telling a story. She also had good propositional control. I mean, in the in the beginning, she said, uh, the story uh, that interested me consists of about a group of people when, when she told the story. Uh, so consists of about. That is a wonderful uh, collocation. I mean, preposition. You remember that in English we have uh, prepositions that depend on certain words. We call them dependent prepositions. And uh, consists is a very common confusion. I mean, a lot of students usually confuse uh, what preposition to put after consists. Uh, they sometimes, in my classes, for example, students sometimes say consists in or consists uh, on. But the collocation is of, consists of. And, and then she said about, which is a kind of approximation because she didn't know the number um, exactly. So uh, she said about in, in terms of, you know, rounding up the number, which is very, very good. Um, there's She had a little bit of a lack of control at the end, at the very end of, of her response. She said, by the help of an international team. I mean, like when the, when the people came out of the cave, uh, it's we don't say by the help we say with the help um, because by is usually used uh, when we introduce for example the way we do something for example you can um, pass the exam by studying um, so when we use by we introduce a method of doing something or in passive voice we can use by to introduce the agent uh, remember that when we say for example uh, Carol cleaned the windows. Uh, when you uh, transform that into a passive voice sentence, you should say the windows were cleaned by Carol. So we by I think uh, that that was the confusion that that she got here uh, because the, the the people who were trapped in the cave, they were helped with the help of an international team, not by the help. We normally don't, uh, you know, combine by with, you know, by the help. Uh, we say with the help of an inter international team. 
And she also had great repair strategies. Uh, by the end of the of the of her response, she said, finally, they can. And then she realized that she made a mistake in the past tense. And then she said they could come out, which is good. I mean, this is what we expect uh, uh, from, you know, students so they can they they can recognize they can um, detect that they've made a mistake and they repair. They made the proper adjustment, which is something that also native speakers do. I mean, um, in your own language, I mean, think about it. I mean, when you make a mistake, I mean, normally you would, uh, you know, repair that. I mean, so, and, and we do that all the time. So uh, I think, uh, uh, and as a teacher, for example, we have to encourage our students to uh, correct themselves. In exams, if you have to take the IELTS or the Cambridge exams or any other speaking test, repair strategies are is something that uh, examiners pay attention to. And when students, when, when candidates, for example, they repair what they say, we we take it as a good thing. I mean, we take it as a, well, that's, that's a tick. Um, so good for you, Chamchuri. Uh, uh, I think you did really, really great on this regard. Um, but in, in this regard, I mean, in, in case of grammar, for example, uh, sometimes you have a little bit of inconsistency in tenses. And I refer to the use of would to refer to the past. You, uh, I think it was on a couple of occasions, like uh, two moments in which you said, for example, because they would like to have, that was in the beginning, uh, uh, because they wanted to have a relaxing time. I think that's what you said. Uh, well, you you said because they would like to have a relaxing time. Uh, but we don't use, I mean, if you're using past simple, continue with the past simple. Uh, you can say because they wanted to have a relaxing time. And also by the end of your response, you said many nations would like to help them out. Uh, again, the use of would. Normally, we use would to talk about habitual actions in the past. Um, you know that you can use used to, and we can also use would. Um, so in this case, in this particular case, in your response, you should have kept the past simple. They wanted to have a relaxing time. Many nations wanted to help them out. Um, of course, you can use would, but it would be in a different context. If you want to use would, for example, you would have to say for, mm, let's say you're talking about uh, like when your mom used to make this incredible dish that you liked, that you've always liked. And you say, oh, I remember when my mom would cook this incredible dish that I really, really like. Uh, so the use of would in that sense would be a habitual a habit in the past, something that your mother used to do. And of course, I mean, you can use used to and you can use would. But the difference is that we normally use would with dynamic verbs, uh, you know, like cooking, you know, visible actions, things that that you know that the person can do and, and, and they refer to an activity. But if you refer to a state like uh, be, believe, uh, think, uh, think as when you give an opinion, um, and other stative verbs, we normally use used to. I mean, of course you can use for both of them. You can use used to, but incredibly, um, and this is something that, you know, shocks a little bit. 
um, native speakers normally use wood when they refer to uh, habitual actions in the past. They use wood uh, in, in, the, in the cases of, you know, uh, dynamic verbs. Now, in terms of vocabulary, uh, again, there are a lot of things, great things that I can say about chumchery. Um, for example, let's start with the good collocations and hedging. Uh, in the beginning, she said some kind of relaxing time. So some kind of is uh, an example of hedging. Hedging in English is the way you soften things because you don't want to be very direct or you don't want to express a very definite answer. So you normally use hedging. You hedge. Uh, that's H-E-D-G-E. -E, hedge. Uh, when we use things like about, around, kind of. Uh, sort of, and things like that, we normally uh, try to soften something. We don't want to sound very direct, or we don't want to give a straightforward opinion, uh, or we don't want to sound rude, or, you know, like we know everything. So it's a, it's a kind of a social thing also as well. So she said some kind of relaxing time. And of, of course, the collocation, uh, relaxing time, among other collocations. But this one stood out for me. Uh, she also had good control of phrasal verbs, and she used many. I mean, the ones that I can I can tell you, for example, she said come out, uh, helping, you know, the, 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 the people who were trapped in the cave to come out, help out. You know, that's what uh, nations did, you know, to help out those people trapped. And also she used, she used less common lexis. For example, she used the, the verb gathered. Uh, she said, a lot of people gathered in front of that cave. Uh, that was a good sentence. So the use of gathered, for example, in this case, she uh, showed that she has a wide range of words and expressions, verbs that she can use. This is wonderful for her. Um, there was one instance, um, for example, that it, she used a very odd collocation. Uh, she said, this story became worldwide. and I think there was something missing. She should have said this story became known worldwide. Um, and I think that was the missing part. Um, but that was a tiny little thing. I mean, it's still understandable. Um, I can, I, I could make out what she was saying and, you know, but that was a tiny little thing. I mean, I, I think that her vocabulary was good enough for the task and she showed a good level of control with some, you know, less common words like gathered, which is fantastic because not, not, not many of my students use it. Um, and so it's very good for you. Uh, Chamchuri. Now, in terms of discourse, there's nothing but good things. For example, I can say that she had very good control of storytelling, narrative tenses. When we tell a story, and this is something that you can check, for example, in, in my previous episode on anecdotes, how to tell anecdotes, there is something that we call narrative tenses. It's a combination of uh, past tenses that we use to tell a story. We normally, um, uh, you know, when, when we tell a story, we, we set the background of the story and we normally use past continuous for this. Uh, like, I was doing this, I was cooking dinner, 
and that would set the 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 location the i what we what happens in this in the story i mean around the main event and we also use past simple we can also have a combination of past perfect like uh, my mom uh, when I, I was cooking my mom arrived and uh, I, luckily i had already made dessert and you know like um things like that so the combination of past tenses to tell a story is what we call narrative tenses and she had good control of that uh, she also used simple connectors like because like when she said because they would like to have blah 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 and she also used sequence linkers um like and then they could not come out and so finally uh, so she used good sequence markers uh linkers in, in you know to uh let the audience know that she was telling a story and she was going in chronological order which is really good and of course she used more complex linkers like during that period of time and things like that and wonderful uh chanchery i think you managed the story really well and i think it, that was that's what uh made it understandable because you did not uh you did not forget that all the things you wanted to say and you set them in a very nice order you know for us for everybody to understand so way to go congratulations and now finally for the last thing that i would like to comment on let's talk about pronunciation in her case I, it's very outstanding the way she used the ED endings, you know, in regular past tenses. Uh, she said words like interested, trapped, gathered, and she was careful enough to make the distinction. For example, in trapped, which is a, a voiceless ending, uh, it has a T ending, trapped, and gathered, she used a voiced ending, which is the D ending wonderful i think i could hearly I, I could hear clearly what she was uh saying uh fantastic amazing and this is something that takes time to master uh because normally and in my spanish speaker students for example they usually have difficulties with this they normally uh, pronounce the ed endings as a full syllable like for example instead of saying asked they would uh, they would say asked or uh, in, th in words like loved, they would say loved, and things like that. So uh, fantastic! I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know about any you know in, in pronunciation what how Thai works in in pronunciation, or if that would be an interference in in your production of English. But I know that in Spanish, in terms of Spanish, it is a problem, and it's a common thing that I have to constantly remind students you know that they should be careful with their ed endings so fantastic i think this you're a great example of you know how ed endings must be pronounced to make them sound clear uh, but there were two things that i would like to comment one was very tiny uh, and it was the individual sound sometimes single sounds individual sounds can interrupt or can interfere with the way you understand things. Um, I think I got this one because I know the story, because I, you know, everybody heard the story of the 
uh, kids that got trapped in, in the cave in, 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 you know, in this cave and, you know, it was raining. So they, they, they were trying to do an excursion and, you know, they got trapped. Um, and I knew, for example, that they were going with a coach, their, their trainer, you know, like the person who was their teacher. So the way you said coach, you said coach or something like that. Coach. So, uh, you, it was not clear enough. I could get it because I think I know, because I know the story, but, uh, in, in terms of communication with another person, imagine that the other person does not know the story. The person would get a little bit lost. And, uh, um, I don't usually correct pronunciation or individual sounds as, uh, if they're, if they don't really affect intelligibility, you know, like the capacity that a listener has to understand what you say. But in this case, I think it was a little bit, you know, it, I think it would compromise communication so that the person listening to you would be like, sorry, who else was with them? Um, so just be careful with this. Um, and, uh, generally I think it was, uh, the whole, uh, it expanded in all your response. It's the use of staccato. Staccato is, uh, it's a musical term. Uh, staccato is when notes are separated, like that, 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 that. So the notes do not, uh, they do not connect. So in many ways, uh, the, the way, for example, you structure your answer, you made uh, several pauses several uh, hesitation pauses. It's what we call the lack of connected speech. And mm, it's not a problem in itself, um, but it does have a psychological effect on the listener. Um, it feels like, of course, uh, a lot of people would call this a lack of fluency, but you know that fluency is, and we discussed everything, you know, not everything, but we discussed uh, what fluency means or the questions when we analyze fluency, the questions that arise in in when when you know giving feedback on it, um, I think that fluency is more than connecting words. Fluency is, uh, has to do with grammar, vocabulary choice, and other things. And I think you showed a great fluency in terms of uh, grammatical choice and choice of words and discourse, organizing information. But in this regard, uh, for example, connecting words. Um, the fluidity, um, the the linking of of words and sentences. For example, when you say a lot of, that was a wonderful example of how we connect a lot of. Um, but in the rest of the sentence, I think you were you were going, you were trying to play safe, <laughs> and I feel that for some reason I feel that you wanted to be extra careful, super careful that everybody would understand you, and I understand that. I mean, I get it, but. Sometimes you have to relax a little bit. You have to trust uh, in the capacity that the listener has to understand you. Because um, I think that trying to, um, you know, trying to soften or being careful to um, enunciate every single word or phrase, I mean, it's good, but of course it, it affects the way you connect ideas and it affects the, the way you want to sound, if you want to sound natural, of course. Um, and you know, that's a, something that you might probably, uh, would like to work on, you know, like, uh, trying to connect words, uh, using connected speech, you can do a Google search, um, uh, you know, connected speech processes, you know, 
the way we link words, the way we assimilate sounds or the way we one of one sound affects the following sound and things like that. I mean, the, the intrusion of certain sounds that don't originally exist, but they're produced when we say words in connection. So I think that's the only thing about pronunciation that I can help you with, you know, that trying to improve your uh, connection in, between words. But other than that, uh, that was fantastic. And I loved every second of your response. Thank you very much, Chamchuri. Uh, Well, this is the end of today's episode. Once again, thank you for joining me in this wonderful journey that I'm on. I think I would never be able to continue unless uh, you, I received your undying support. Um, and of course, uh, my promise extends to um, anyone who wants to improve on their way of speaking and how they want to, you know, the feedback that they want to get on their English. Um so far, it's been great. And I, once again, I would like to apologize for such a long pause. Um, a lot of things have happened, you know, not only the my getting the technical equipment that I got, but of course, you know, if you've heard, if you've seen the news, I mean, uh, in Madrid, for example, a, a, a horrible snowstorm um, went over the whole country of Spain and, you know, it paralyzed a lot of the activities. But, you know, here we are. And once again, uh, with our batteries recharged uh, to continue with uh, with my mission, you know, to help other people out there improve on their English. And remember that uh, you can share my podcast with anyone who wants to, who would be interested in getting feedback on their speaking skills um, here on Anchor or any other platform in which you find it available. I know that it's available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and uh, you know, a million of other uh, sources. I mean, it's incredible because of when I when I run a search on Google, it's it's funny the uh, you know how many hits I I get for the podcast. So you know, share it with other people, share the love, and of course, leave me a message on the Anchor website. Uh, send me an email to podcast at languageteaching.es. If remember that if you want to prepare for the IELTS, you can take all the mock exams that you want to take at takeielts.net and remember to use my special discount code of 10% uh, using the code WISE, that's W-Y-S-E. And, and, you know, you will get a wonderful report for all the people, because I know that some people have used it. For all the people who have used it, let me know how was it? I mean, let me know, for example, if you like the report, if you like the comments, and because I would love to share all, all that all that information. I mean, because it works. I know it works. In my case, I took a sample uh, for, you know, in my case, I'm a teacher, but I took a sample and it was fantastic. But of course, I'm a teacher and I prepare students for this Um you know, the the report that I got didn't have much information in it. I mean, in my case, it was just blah, blah, blah. You know, like you did well, you did really well. But I want to hear from real test takers. I mean, real people that are preparing for the IELTS. I promise I will showcase everything you do in my podcast. And once again, thank you very much. Um, remember, I love you all. And I love that you're sticking up with me. 
So until next week, bye-bye.